0: armaments of the orcs. The orcs are a bit of an outlier in the 40k universe that really helps to make the setting feel a bit more unique compared to standard grimdark sci-fi. They're not boring humans or ravenous aliens or dark forces of chaos, but rather they're a strange fungal species that speak in cockney accents and absolutely love nothing more than to drive fast and shoot everything in sight. Orcs possess a concept called DACA, taken from the sound of automatic weapon fire, that means a number of things to orcs, but generally, the more daka a weapon has, the better. The loudest and heaviest gun that has the most daka is therefore the best one, and that really sums up just about all orc culture. In this video, we'll take a brief look at many of the various weapons of war that orcs possess, even if there's really no limit to the ways that orcs can come up with to spread their love of bullets and bombs. To begin with, it's impossible to discuss orc weaponry without discussing how exactly they function at all. Orc weaponry, vehicles, and equipment are pretty much always cobbled together from various other bits into crude-looking forms that appear on the surface to be barely, if at all, functional. What allows these pieces of text to function is a psychic field, innately generated by orcs, which grows more potent the more orcs there are in one place. To put it plainly, orc technology functions, in part, because they believe it will function, and this concept extends throughout their entire culture. Because they believe that red things go faster than other things, they often will paint their vehicles red. Making them actually go faster. In combination with this, orc equipment isn't mass produced in factories the same way it is for more civilized factions, and an orc will often customize their weapon in extensive ways, so no two orc guns will ever look identical. What we're left with then is a series of categories more than specific weapon types, but any given weapon in each category will serve somewhat of the same purpose as another. Let's start with orc melee weapons, a quite broad category generally known as choppas, or big choppas, if it's a larger version requiring both hands to wield. Choppas consist of smaller and larger swords, daggers, and axes, although really most of them are little more than sharpened pieces of scrap metal roughly shaped into a more traditional form of weapon. Some advanced versions, however, can resemble crude forms of the imperial chainsword, with large whirring jagged teeth, known as chain choppas. These weapons are more effective, provided that they are still functioning and the orc remembers to turn the mechanism on, but orcs aren't always the best when it comes to maintenance. Since chain choppas will often utilize teeth made from an orc's own teeth, they're especially vulnerable to being broken in battle. While they're undoubtedly extremely effective when functioning properly, most orcs settle for a good old fashioned choppa instead. Big choppas are tremendously heavy and unsubtle weapons, ranging from large great axes to giant clubs, and are often wielded by orc knobs and war bosses. War bosses will also occasionally wield power claws, similar to an imperial power fist consisting of an armored, powered gauntlet, sheathed in energy, and capable of effortlessly ripping through armor and flesh. Orcs in possession of one will often amputate their own arm to replace it with a power claw, but they are also found on orc mega-armor, their heaviest variety of armor. Moving on, we have one of the most common categories of orc projectile weapons, the slugga. These generally take the form of a large handgun, generally fed from a hopper or clip, and is designed to fire very large caliber bullets with dangerously large powder charges. They are quite inaccurate because of this, but the stopping power they offer is devastating assuming that they hit the target. As with most orc weaponry, jams and misfires are a common occurrence, but if nothing else, they can also be used as an improvised club in close quarters due to their impressive weight. Mobs of slugga boys will wield these alongside a good, solid chopper, capable of leaving a proper mess of anything they come across. Sluggas, in their most basic form, are more akin to a revolver, called a 6 shooter and these weapons are so simple that practically any orc can make one, meaning that there's always plenty of them in circulation, and it's often an orc's first weapon. They are less powerful than a full slugger, however, and even more prone to jamming, so orcs tend to replace them as soon as they can afford to. That leads us to the most popular orc weapon category, the shoota. These come in a practically unlimited number of designs, to the most basic of blunderbusses that fire shells made of dozens of pellets crammed together, to the triple-barreled daka shootas that certain orc commandos will utilize. Most shootas are handcrafted by mech boys, the engineers that build most of the orc weapons, vehicles, and equipment. These guns are all therefore created differently, and then further customized by each orc, so a shuda is pretty much any gun that can fire a burst of shots at once and makes a lot of noise. Most orcs believe that the more noise a weapon makes, the better it is. Similar to big choppas, of course, are the big Shootas. Very loud, very heavy machine guns that are generally bolted onto vehicles to help control their wild recoil. But occasionally a shooter boy will acquire one, becoming the envy of their fellow orcs. These weapons, like most orc guns, are often customized with more barrels, bigger sights, longer ammo belts, and anything else to make it louder, heavier, and more dangerous. That leads us into another category of orc weaponry snaz guns. A snaz gun is any high-caliber, full-auto weapon that is large, noisy, rapid-firing, and capable of dishing out large amounts of death. The distinction between a snaz gun and a big shooter is certainly not a clear one, and likely even orcs will disagree about the specifics. Common upgrades that orcs will make to snaz guns include adding larger barrels and more powerful ammunition, adding ammunition consisting of crackling energy bolts, and above all, adding more and more daka in the form of more barrels, scopes, and ammo belts. Snaz guns are exceptionally expensive among orc cultures, so they are prized possessions of flash gits, who customize the weapons to flaunt their wealth as well as to dish out death. In a similar vein of high caliber firearms is the death gun, but rather than focusing on large amounts of daka in a short span of time, def guns are designed to fire incredibly large calibers of ammunition, similar to an imperial autocannon. These weapons are generally mounted to a special rig worn on a large orc's shoulders and chest, which is necessary to avoid having the orc's bones be shattered from the recoil. The rounds from a def gun can easily penetrate through lesser vehicles, without even speaking of what they can do to flesh. Of course, the name is in reference to the effect it has on its wielder's hearing, but that's a small price to pay for heavy daka. Shooty def guns are designed to have a higher rate of fire at the expense of penetration, making them preferable against enemy infantry, while beamy def guns are generally made from scavenged laz cannons and are highly effective against heavily armored targets. There's of course a wide variety of other higher-end orc firearms designed to expel disturbing amounts of daka, with the distinction between each other often somewhat subtle, and of little importance to an enemy force on the battlefield facing them down. There's the Gigashooter, capable of firing in controlled bursts, the Super Gatler, which fires an absolutely ludicrous amount of bullets, and the Flakadaka gun, firing hundreds of explosive flak shells per minute, although these heavier weapons are generally reserved for mounting on vehicles or large orc fighting machines. Every faction needs a good flamer, so the Burna is the basic orc flame weapon, generally consisting of little more than cans of fuel hooked up to a pump, but the effect is still devastating. Orcs will often use burnas in war machine construction, as a cutting torch, by focusing the spigot and fuel pressure, but of course, their use as a weapon is undeniable. The orc equivalent to the heavy flamer is called a scorcha, generally mounted on their vehicles to blast great amounts of burning fuel over a wide area in spectacular fashion. The fuel is generally a toxic liquid, handmade by orc mech boys, each with their own recipe, usually a mix of pressurized squig oil and promethium. Speaking of squigs, some orcs will employ squig launchers, weapons that fire live squigs at enemies. Squigs are the simplest form of orc life, and are essentially feral beasts with large mouths filled with teeth in their common form. They are bred in a variety of forms though, some specifically for firing out of a launcher, Boom-squigs are bred to violently explode at the slightest provocation, typically due to physical contact or a loud noise, and explode with enough force to kill or maim anything in the vicinity. They're also used as landmines, or as the tools for practical jokes on other orcs. Bile-squigs, on the other hand, are capable of spraying, squirting, or vomiting harmful fluids, coating anyone and anything nearby in acid, lubricant, poisons, and flammable liquids. Of course, there's also heavy squig launchers, capable of firing even more of the creatures at once in a large volley. Another launcher that the orcs commonly utilize is the rocket launcher, which are generally pretty simplistic in design, little more than a tube filled with as many explosive rockets as the orc can get a hold of. Their simplicity makes them fairly common among orc hordes, so it doesn't take much to bring down an enemy vehicle, and while the results may often be unreliable, they are extremely effective and extremely loud when they do work. Some mech boys even create smaller rocket launches, known as pocket rocket launches, designed to be held in one hand and are more accurate, even if they only, sadly, fire one rocket at a time. Rocket launches and scorches are often combined with shudas to make special combi weapons, generally wielded by the higher-ups in orc hierarchies. These are mainly just higher-end shudas with the secondary capabilities of launching rockets or expelling flames. Another common source of explosives for the orcs are their stick bombs, simple grenades made of a can of crude explosives screwed onto a stick capable of detonating into a shower of shrapnel, or a more focused explosion to punch through armor. Due to their weight, they can be used as an improvised mace, which of course can lead to rather spectacular results. Like most orc creations, they come in a wide variety of designs, from stink bombs that release a large cloud of noxious green vapor to buzz bombs that release a swarm of trapped buzzer squigs onto unfortunate enemies. Of course, while the orcs excel in large amounts of bullets and explosions, they also do possess some energy weapons, one of which is the shock attack gun. These highly unusual weapons generally consist of a large and heavy piece of machinery mounted to an orc's arm and shoulder, with huge spinning blades at the front, Numerous whirring, grinding cogs stick out of its casing, making a distinctive whine and causing the whole thing to shake excessively, resulting in a very difficult weapon to hold onto, let alone aim. The shock attack gun projects a narrow force field through the warp, beginning at the end of the barrel and ending roughly where it's being aimed. The orcs use this field through the warp to launch snotlings, who are driven insane through the firing process, and so when they exit the field at the other end, they proceed to let loose in a frenzy, ripping and tearing anything they encounter. What makes this weapon especially effective compared to something like a squig launcher is that the warp field can end inside of a person or inside of a vehicle, resulting in the snotlings tearing enemies apart from the inside. Additionally, it's fairly common for the gun to fail in spectacular ways, such as exploding into a crackling orb of unreality, opening a hole into the warp itself, unleashing a cloud of sentient demonic ichor, or just spinning out of control as it spews a spray of exploding snotlings around the wielder. Other, more traditionally oriented energy weapons wielded by orcs include the Megablasta, capable of vaporizing even heavily armored infantry and vehicles, or the zap gun, akin to an imperial Laz cannon, consisting of a wire-bound tube and a powerful generator. Its firing power is determined by the willpower of the grot using it, as the firing lever also electrocutes the grot, but these are capable of decimating enemy vehicles if nothing goes wrong. And larger versions are used on larger orc vehicles and war machines, including the big zappa, the super zap gun, and zap cannons. Another fun orc energy weapon is the smash-a-gun, which functions by trapping a target in a localized force field and then hoisting them aloft before dropping them back down to the ground. Meaning that the larger the target, the more effective it is, especially things such as enemy tanks. They also have the bubble chukka, derived from force field technology, but rather than using it for defensive purposes like most factions would, the orcs use it for offense. It fires unstable force bubbles at an enemy which explode on impact, and although the force of the bubble's explosion is variable, it has the potential for extreme damage. As for artillery, one of the most basic but effective is the laba which simply fires high-explosive shells in an arc through the air, akin to a mortar, and is used to attack squads of enemy infantry over obstacles. As is traditional for orc naming schemes, the Big Laba is bigger and better, reserved for mounting on larger vehicles, and the Supa Laba is even bigger and better, reserved for the largest of orc war machines. There's also the Cannon, which is, as expected, a big cannon, Capable of firing frag rounds for blasting apart groups of enemy infantry, and solid shells for punching through armor. Kill cannons are the larger variant, producing a deafening amount of noise to the thrill of nearby orcs, and super cannons are even larger, the orc version of the Imperial Earthshaker cannon. Another fun one is the Pulsar rocket an enormous rocket containing an unstable force-field generator, which will launch waves of energy in all directions, throwing around enemy infantry and flipping over vehicles. As long as the orcs get it somewhere in the enemy's vicinity, it will cause a spectacular amount of chaos. With that, let's move on to discussing orc vehicles. These are just as, if not more so, customized as their weapons, and consist of everything from single-seat combat motorcycles, to spaceships, to giant walking war machines. All of them are ramshackle in design and appearance, and function at least in part due to orcs believing that they will. Orc war bikes are designed to move as fast as possible, and to make as much noise as possible while doing so. Protection isn't really a focus, but a war bike will often feature heavy ballistic cannons mounted onto it, resulting in a highly uncontrollable vehicle whilst firing excessive amounts of ammunition, much to the orc's delight. They are limited by the amount of ammo that can be mounted onto a war bike, however, and a good war bike will, of course, go through a lot of ammo in a short amount of time, much to the orc's disappointment. A slight step up as we expand to four wheels is the Orc War Buggy, generally designed to hold two orcs and be just as fast as a war bike. The larger size of the war buggy allows for a more expansive array of weaponry to be mounted onto one, including rocket launches, scorches, and of course bigger and noisier shootas. Orcs will sometimes form groups of war buggies in a ramshackle band that rampages across the battlefield mowing down enemy platoons or tanks. Occasionally, a war buggy will sacrifice some speed for the ability to traverse rough terrain, with a track instead of four wheels, becoming a war track. No sacrifices are made when it comes to firepower, however. There's also the mega-track scrapjet, made from the wrecks of downed orc aircraft, generally consisting of mech boys taking a fuselage and welding it with tracks and guns. These vehicles are stupidly fast, and often are equipped with rocket cannons, big shooters, and missiles taken from the aircraft. They also are often equipped with a large drill on the front, allowing for devastating ramming attacks. Moving on to larger vehicles, we have the war truck usually designed to transport groups of orcs across a battlefield at dangerous speeds. They are built for speed, with very little armor plating, and will be crammed with as many orcs as it can carry without some falling off, if even that. That being said, no orc vehicle would be complete without at least a little daca, so they're usually armed with big shooters on the front, as well as some spikes or even a big wrecking ball. The orc battle wagon is the bigger, better version of a transport vehicle, designed to carry a mob of orcs while being equipped with cannons, zap guns, labas, big shooters, rocket launches, and stick bomb chuckas. They're not especially fast, but are quite well armored, and are often utilized by knobs and war bosses to take them straight into the midst of a battle. Gun wagons sacrifice even more of their transport capabilities for more firepower becoming essentially just armor-plated mobile gun platforms. Another similar vehicle is the big track, essentially just a tank that's covered in very large, noisy, and dangerous weapons, up to and including super cannons and flakadaka guns. Going even larger, we have orc super-heavy tanks, in the form of vehicles like kill blasters, kill Burstas, kill crushes, and battle fortresses. All of these are heavily armored and heavily armed, often with very large and temperamental engines. The kill will be armed with many guns with many barrels, firing gobs of bullets every second. The kill will contain a massive cannon designed for busting bunkers and other fortifications. And the kill wields a crusher cannon, a heavy bore, high velocity gun, Capable of firing a variety of shells, including explosive rounds, armor piercing shells, shrapnel charges, and incendiary rounds. Battle fortresses are the larger and more impressive version of battle wagons, utilized by wealthy war bosses, covered in armor and heavy cannons, energy weapons, and explosive launchers. Some of them will be designed more for speed, others equipped with a massive death roller. For plowing through enemy infantry, and still others will focus on a sheer amount of rocket warheads. But either way, these are generally the most impressive land vehicles orcs will possess. As for air vehicles, the most common is the def a single seat attack craft comprising a simple frame mounted to jet assisted rotor blades. These vehicles will scream through the air, and are primarily used for long-ranged reconnaissance. But, of course, as mentioned, an orc vehicle isn't complete without some sort of weaponry. So they will often feature big shooters, rocket launches, mega blasters, or just a huge buzzsaw to hack off heads while flying by. Stepping it up a bit is the fighter, the smallest type of winged aircraft produced by mech boys used for dogfighting and ground attacks. These are lightly armored, designed for speed and firepower, and will generally feature big shootas with some bombs and rockets. Dhaka jets are the next step up, propelled by a single massive jet engine and armed with super shooters to rip apart enemy aircraft or coat a battlefield with bullets. Similar to the Battle Wagon, the Landa is an aerial transport vehicle equipped with numerous gun turrets and rockets to allow orcs to lay down an impressive rain of firepower while supporting disembarking troops. The orcs also possess a number of different bombers, including the Burna Bomber, the Blitza Bomber, and the Heavy Bomber. These are all designed for bombarding a battlefield with bullets, explosives, and fire, although orcs will occasionally forget to pull out of a dive and simply crash into a battlefield, which works as well. Mega bombers are the largest and most impressive of orc aircraft, with it being a miracle that they fly at all, veritably covered in armor and weaponry, including the absolutely devastating mega bombs. Finally, let's discuss orc walkers and super heavy walkers, their equivalents to imperial knights and titans. One of the smallest orc combat walkers are the killa cans, a simple design consisting of a large metal can mounted onto two piston powered legs, generally equipped with a single heavy weapon and a heavy saw or pincer. These are piloted by a gretchen. A smaller orcoid, generally used for slave labor, and they are hardwired into the killican in a process similar to that of a space marine dreadnought, just messier and more primitive. Gretchens are usually eager to get placed into a killican however, excited at the sheer power and glory that the position promises, but despite the increased firepower, Gretchens will still occasionally flee from a battlefield at the first sign of danger. Similar to killa we have death dreads, which are larger walkers that involve an orc being hardwired in permanently, through the process of surgically implanted tubes, nerve probes, cranial jacks, and other more esoteric bits of mechanical devices. The orc will then be trapped in a tight, loud, hot, and uncomfortable metal can for the rest of their life, however long that might be but they can control the walker as if it were their own body. Deaf dreads are commonly armed with huge pincers or saws, big shootas, rocket launches, scorchas, or mega blasters. These walkers are expensive, so orcs can't afford to field too many of them, and they're often used as support units rather than on the front line, which only serves to irritate the pilots inside of them. A larger variant of these is the mega dread, a hulking, armor-plated monster that's able to use large amounts of hydraulic power to be far more maneuverable than some of the larger walkers. These are equipped with kill cannons, claws, and other high-caliber weaponry, and will generally be a centerpiece for a smaller orc army. The larger classification of orc walkers are known as Gargants, the smallest of which is the Stompa, and it's here that we start comparing them to Imperial Titans. Stampas are crude-looking walking fortresses clad in layers of scrap iron armor and massive guns. Gargants are made in the image of the orc gods Gork and Mork, so they will generally have a fat belly and are powered by massive internal boilers and furnaces, resulting in great amounts of smokes to spew out through their vents. Their main weapons usually consist of a humongous mega chopper on one arm and a mass of artillery on the other, usually a deaf cannon. They'll also sport a belly mounted super gatler, along with loads of other weaponry such as super rockets, lifter droppas, scorchas, crusher balls, and of course plenty of big shooters. Super are of course the next step up and include super guns and death cannons, able to threaten even larger imperial titans. After that, we get into full-sized gargants, equipped with gut-buster mega cannons, ripper fists, super lifta droppas, splasha attack guns, super guns, and mega choppas. A standard gargant of this range is around four stories tall, featuring a whole team of orcs and gretchens shouting orders, firing copious amounts of bullets, and repairing things as they go. Great Gargants are even bigger and rarer, featuring double the amount of superguns and artillery pieces. And finally, Mega Gargants are the greatest pieces of orc engineering, rivaling the size of Imperator Titans and completely covered in weapons of mass destruction. There's no real limit to the scale of these monstrosities of orc warfare, as during the war of the beast, a mega-gargant the size of a city was found, with legions of stampas held in its hangars. Obviously, these are very rare, not only due to the sheer material cost of building a mega-gargant, but also due to requiring the most brilliant of mech-boys to engineer it. Orcs are a comical part of a universe that's often serious and sometimes comical itself especially when considering how crazy the warfare can get. A faction such as the orcs, with their lack of intelligence and civilization, shouldn't really be able to threaten a faction like the imperium or the Tau or the eldar on an interstellar scale, and yet, they do. Of course, while it's comical to look at the orcs from an outside perspective with their wanton violence and humorous speech, It would no doubt be pretty terrifying to actually face down an orc army, every member armed to the teeth with crude but incredibly dangerous weaponry. There's not much need for sophistication, finesse, or technical know-how when you can always just add more daka.